Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of Matthew, chapter 7. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. Don't assume that every spiritual experience and every spiritual phenomenon is of God. I like to say, listen, Christian, here's Rodney 1-1. Stop being a spiritual chump. Y'all forgive me. You forgive me. Don't be a spiritual chump. Don't believe everything that you hear or see just because it seems spiritual. Jesus says the same thing. Beware of false prophets who will come to you in sheep's clothing. Now, for the remainder of our time, if you're taking notes, I'm going to give you an outline of two points. And we're going to spend time on these two points. Talking about false prophets. Jesus says beware of them. Why? Two things. Number one, because they're deceptive. And number two, because they're dangerous. They are deceptive and they are dangerous. Notice what Jesus said. He said they're deceptive. Why? Because they come to you in sheep's clothing. They come to you wearing a sheep suit. Not a cheap suit. Or maybe they do have a cheap suit, but it's also a sheep suit. They're deceptive. You see, they're they're deceptive. They come to you disguised. Now, forgive me while I state the obvious. Here's the obvious. Maybe you could miss this. Notice Jesus said, they come to you. They come to you. In other words, you don't go out. I don't go out looking for a false prophet. We don't go out here, false prophet. Here, false prophet. Where are you? False prophet. False prophet. Come out, come out, wherever you are, false prophet. You don't do that. Jesus said, they come to you. And they often come to you on Saturday morning. Or ding dong, false prophet on the doorstep. You you come to the door with bedhead (laughs) in your jammies. You got your little nighty cap. I love the nighty cap. Don't you love the nighty cap where it just goes really long with the ball on the end? I love the nighty cap. You come to the door, you know, no makeup. No! Nigga. Hi. And they always start like this. Hi. Would you like to b- go to heaven? And you, you uh, what kind of question is that? You know, would I like to go to heaven? Let's see. Now, this is a deceptive question. Because let's just face it. Everyone wants to go to heaven. Who's going to say, no, I don't want to go to heaven. I want to go to hell. Uh, Could you show me how to get to hell? I I really am trying to get to hell. Look, lady, I'm just trying to get to hell. No, Nobody's going to say that. 
So the question itself, first of all, is deceptive. Would you like to go to heaven? Of course I want to go to heaven. Everyone wants to go to heaven. Who doesn't want to go to heaven? So what we have to do is not necessarily listen to what they're saying, but listen to what they're saying. And then we've got to go one step further and define what they're saying. Because when you talk about heaven and the heaven that you speak of is not the heaven that, that the Bible teaches. It's a different heaven. Oftentimes we've got to define what they're saying because they're giving the words, these Christian words, they, they're giving them different meanings. And so they come to your door and they look like sheep and they act like sheep. Bah, bah, hallelujah. They look like sheep. They act like sheep. They talk like sheep. Some even smell like sheep. But Jesus said they are wolves. They are deceptive. They don't announce themselves as liars and leaders of lies. They don't show up on your doorstep and say, hi, I'm a false prophet and I'm here to lead you astray and take you into bondage and damn your soul to hell for eternity. They don't do that. They're deceptive and they use Christian language. And yet when it comes down to it, as I said, their definitions are very different. They transform themselves, the Bible says, into angels of light. Where you get that from, Rodney? Well, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 13 says this. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness, whose end will be According to their works. Guys, listen. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I am not trying to insult anyone. I'm not trying to criticize and I'm not trying to offend. But as your pastor, I have to, your pastor and your friend, I need to tell you the truth. And I need to help you to understand that there are people who do not teach what the Bible says. And they are false prophets, even though they are dressed in a sheep suit. They are not. They are not. They are not Christians. Who are they, Rodney? Well, Jehovah's Witnesses. Jehovah's Witness is not a Christian organization. It is a cult. And it is very deceptive. Did you know that they have recently changed the color of their Bible? Did you know that? There was one time that the color of their Bible used to be green. I remember this because whenever I would see them, I know by the green Bible, oh, they're Jehovah's Witnesses. Now they've changed the color of their Bible and now it's black. Why? Deception. The Church of the Latter-day Saints, the Church of Jesus Christ of the Latter-day Saints, better known as Mormonism. Mormonism is not a Christian organization. It is a cult. They are wolves in sheep's clothing. Unitarianism is a cult. Christian science is a cult. 
I had a brother come up to me just after the last service and said, Pastor Ronnie, I have a friend who is Christian science. He says, how, and this, this brother had an Asian brother. He had tears in his eyes. He said, what do I tell him? I said, man, you tell him the same thing you tell anybody else. You tell him about Jesus. Don't talk about moral relativism. And don't talk about any other ism. Amen, saints? Amen. Oh, no, 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 don't get down that path. Well, what do you think about, you know, Adam? And did Adam have a navel? Did God make a rock so big he can't pick it up? Don't get down there. Oh, whatever. Don't get down that path with him. And that's an endless path going nowhere. That's a fast track to nowhere. You tell him about Jesus. Because I'll tell you something. Where any cult and Christianity converge or, or differ is in the person and the work of Jesus Christ. Period. Who is he? Is this man crazy? To call himself God, to make himself God, who would not think it robbery to be equal with God? Is he crazy or is he God? Lunatic, liar, or Lord? You see, that, that's where we dissect with other cults. People don't know God. Unitarianism, it's a cult. You know, Chuck Smith said this about Unitarianism. He said, Unitarianism is like grape nut cereal. They're neither grapes nor nuts. <laughs> and, you know, I had to think about that. I mean, this is inquiry minds want to know. You know, I, I really had to think about it. I mean, think about it. This is messing up my world. I mean, grape nut cereal. Think about it. They're, they're grape nut cereal. Grape nut cereal. Why do they call it grape nut cereal? They, they don't have grapes in them and they don't have nuts in them. I mean, why do they call it grape nuts? I mean, this is messing me up. I can't even preach anymore. That's it. I'm, I'm, I'm. And Christian science is neither Christian nor scientific. They're not Christians. You know, and it's sad, but in the church today, you know, we have to beware of teaching in the church today under the umbrella of Protestantism. We have to be careful of what we're hearing and what we're receiving and what is being taught to us because there are many false teachings and heretical doctrines that are leading Christians who go to church every Sunday and every Wednesday. They are leading them astray. I'll tell you something. The faith movement is heresy. Yeah, I said it. The faith movement is here. Don't misunderstand me. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Don't misunderstand me. I am into and believe that God is a God who takes care of his people. God will always take care of you. God will always take care of you. I'll say it again in case you were asleep. God will always take care of you, saints. Amen. But look, we are not in a position to tell God what to do. Because God is God and you're not him. Name it, claim it, blab it, grab it, take it and make it, bro. It's yours, man. Believe God. And you've got what's called dominion theology. I hope you don't know what that is. I hope you have no idea what I'm talking about. 
But dominion theology, all of these teachings that please don't misunderstand me. You guys know me. I believe that God provides. I believe that God loves his people and God will provide for his people. I believe in faith. But I think that we have to be very, very careful because some of these doctrines are causing Christians. Listen, are causing Christians to put their hearts and hold their hearts here on the earth. When the Bible tells us that you are not to set your affections on things below, but to set your affection on things above. Don't lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust doeth corrupt them, but lay up for thyself treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not corrupt, where thieves do not break in and steal, because where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And it's criminal what some of these damnable heresies are doing to the church. Believe it. You want a bigger house? Believe it. You want more stuff? Believe it. Get a bigger car? Believe it. God will give you everything you want and get more stuff and we we make more money and we go out and buy more knickknacks. What's a knickknack anyway? Who came up with that? Go, we got more knickknacks, and you know, we get a bunch of knickknacks, and then after a while, we got too many knickknacks for our house, so we gotta have a garage sale. And then you sell your knickknacks that you paid a lot of money for, you sell them for nothing. And then you get 25 cents for that, and you go, man, I got my money out of that thing. Man, they gave me 25 cents for that. No, you didn't. Your heart. Your heart should be in heaven. And that's why we got to watch out. That's why we got to beware of false teaching. But in order for you to be aware of false teaching, you got to know what this word says. You got to know what this Bible says. You guys, listen, this is my third time preaching this sermon, so I'm on a roll. We're going to be here for a while. All right. Now, (laughs) but you got, we got to know the word because what happens is when you don't know the word, well, of course, with everything you hear, you go, yeah. That's good, especially if the guy's clever, good-looking, and uh, clever and good. (laughs) If he's clever, well-dressed, and, you know, he's smooth as butter. (laughs) Smooth words coming out of his mouth, and he's talking, and you yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. The guy's been preaching for 50 minutes, five, zero minutes, and you, he didn't even crack the Bible. He didn't even open the Bible. Just walking back and forth, telling you what thus saith the Lord. Well, wait a minute. Hold it, partner. If thus saith the Lord, then why don't you open up where the Lord has said it? It's not good. It's not good. What's happening in the church? It's not good. People don't know the Bible. And so they just eat up everything. And what you're hearing is like cotton candy. It's big, it's good, it's fun. It's cotton candy. You know, State Fair, cotton candy, funnel cake, nice. But you know what? It's big, put in your mouth, sugar, gone. And we need need the meat of the word. Please say amen. amen. Thank you, Lord. We need the meat, not milk like kids. Milk is for kids. Meat is for the mature. 
Don't be so gullible. Jesus says, beware and don't be deceived and don't be dazzled. These false prophets, they're actually pretty easy to identify. Now, they're pretty easy to identify. You just need to be willing to look. Easy to identify. Two things. How do you identify a false prophet? Listen, for, first thing to do is two things I'm going to give you. How do you identify a false prophet? Number one, listen to what they are saying about the revelation of God. Or listen to what they're saying about the B-I-B-L-E. Basic instruction before leaving earth. It's called the Bible. Listen to what they're saying about the Bible. And about the revelation of who God is and what God has told us about himself. And when they come up with a new revelation, beware, beware. It was September 21st, 1823, as Joseph Smith Jr. claimed that an angel Moroni came to him and told him where he could find a set of gold plates and containing, quote, the fullness of the everlasting gospel. And that, my friend, was the beginning of Mormonism. So they want you to believe that 18 centuries later, God has now, now revealed himself through their writings. God has given Joseph Smith through the angel Moron, I mean, Moroni, sorry, this new revelation. Listen, someone once said, and this is worthy to be written down, if it's new, it's not true. And if it's true, it's not new. God has revealed himself in the Bible. The Bible is the infallible, inerrant, God-breathed word of God. And it was Jude who said that we Christians must earnestly contend for the faith once and for all delivered to the saints. No new revelations. Once and for all delivered to the saints. So when people start telling you, oh, I've got a new revelation and you need to throw away your Bibles and listen to what we have to say, that is not true. It's a once and for all message delivered. And it was Paul the Apostle who said to the, to the church at Galatia in chapter 1 verse 8, he said, if I or an angel from heaven come to you and preach any other gospel than that which you have received, then let him be anathema. Cursed. Paul said, if I tell you something or other than what this word says, or an angel from heaven, if an angel comes and says, I'm an angel and I got some new stuff for you from God, because I'm an angel. I was like in, in the heaven deal. I was in the, 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 the temple with God. I'm telling you, I'm an angel and I've got new revelation. Paul said, let him be anathema. That word anathema means let them be cursed to the lowest pit and hottest place and darkest place of hell. Paul said, even me. Paul the apostle wrote two thirds of the New Testament. Come on. No one should come preaching another gospel, new revelations. I was watching TV the other day in the Christian TV. I don't know why I do this to myself. 
I must enjoy pain. Because I'm watching Christian TV. And, I, you know, I, and I'm listening to this guy. And he's, you know, preaching. And, I mean, the guy's preaching hard out. He's just sweating. He's preaching so hard. He's just sweating. And he looks, you know, he's, like, I don't tell you. he's just going on and preaching. And, you know, and all of a sudden, right in the middle of his, whatever he was saying, right in the middle of it, he just goes, what? Huh? What? God? Is, is, is that you? Is that? Is that you? What? Uh, Timmy's in the well. What? I'm. Huh? Oh, no, no. Oh, okay. Oh, 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 okay. Okay. He looks into the camera and says, I have a message from God. He says, 300 people need to give this ministry a thousand dollars. I'm like, well, I ain't one of them 300. I can tell you that. What you, what you want me to tell you? You want me to write you and let you know? Nah, you didn't get that from God. Come on, dude. And it just drives me nuts. And I just drive myself crazy. I don't even know why I do it. And they, they get going. I just want to throw my Diet Pepsi at the, at the TV. I'm like, ah! Man! I don't understand it. And the sad thing is that some Christians will, will, will listen to that and really believe it's of God. And, and really, you know, buy into this. Man, what are they saying about Jesus? What are they saying about the word of God? That's how you can identify them. And then secondly, how do you identify them? Here's one for you. Look at what they're eating for dinner. What, Rodney? Yeah. What are they eating for dinner? Are they eating lamb chops? That's sheep for some of you guys. Are they eating the sheep, okay? All right, I'm, I'm just here to help you. All right, I'll help you out. That's sheep, lamb, sheep, lamb, sheep. Okay. What are they having for dinner? Are they eating lamb? They're eating and fleecing the flock of God and not feeding the flock of God. Are they? You know, Paul, matter of fact, again, I don't have time for this, but I'll do it anyway. Take your Bibles and turn to Acts 20. Turn quickly. Let me hear, hear some pages. I want to see some smoke. Turn quick, turn quick, turn quick, Acts, John, Acts. If you're going to Romans, you're going too far back up. Acts chapter 20, Acts chapter 20, turn quick. It's on page 988 in the Holy Anointed Version. Okay, Acts chapter 20. Look, look, Acts chapter 20. Saints, if you're there, say amen. Amen. All right, now I want you to look at verse 26. See, this is Paul the Apostle, and he's talking to a bunch of pastors from Ephesus, and he's on the island of Miletus. And this is what Paul has to say as he gathers these pastors in a pastor's conference, if you will, as he gathers them together in verse 26. Notice what he says. Therefore, I testify to you this day that I am innocent of the blood of all men. For I have not shunned to declare unto you the whole counsel of God. You see, that's why we teach verse by verse here at Calvary Chapel. Because I want to be able to stand before God and say, God, I gave him the word and I gave him the whole word. Not just half, not a part of it, not what I thought was cool, not my favorite sermons, not my favorite topics. But God, I gave him everything. God, I gave him the whole counsel. That's my responsibility as a pastor to give the whole counsel of the word of God. Therefore, in verse 28, take heed, Paul says to yourselves. Now, this is shocking. Look at this. Take heed to yourselves and to all the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to shepherd the church of God. The church that he purchased 
with his own blood. How can people take advantage of people? How can people teach people things that are not in the Bible? How can people rip off and fleece the flock and manipulate them and destroy their faith? How can they, when God purchased the church with his own blood? And do you not know that someday you will stand before the true and the living God and you will give an account for that? Because it was his nail, nail pierced hands and his nail pierced feet and his blood that was shed and his body that was broken. And he died for this church. And who is anyone to tell someone something blatantly that is not in the scriptures to manipulate them, to give them money or to give them anything? You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.